Welcome back to That's the Tea. I'm RJ. And I'm Ryan. And we're here bringing you football news in the most digestible way possible. Today, Ryan. Today. Well, first of all, we're back. We're back again. <laughs> yeah, same day. Hope y'all aren't annoyed of us, but same day. We're here not talking about quarterbacks. We're talking about running backs now in this back-to-back double-headed header feature for this week. Arguably the most sought-after position in a fantasy draft. The running it's, back position. Yeah, it's... It's my favorite position to draft and just look at. I don't know why. I like QB still. I, I like know. QBs. I like QB. I love running backs just because I feel like people need a value that there's a lack of depth in this position. Mm-hmm. People don't see it. And I just love going running back, running back. That's my draft philosophy. Has it worked? Who knows? One of them always gets hurt. <laughs> no, no, you, you know if it works or not. You, you, you can let the viewers know. One Don't need to shy gets, away. One of them always gets hurt. <laughs> and, then, and then that's why you draft two, right? So that the other one can replace him, then he gets hurt too. And then what do you do? You realize you just wasted your first round pick and your second round pick. <laughs> your second round pick. Yeah, now your, team, now your team is just full of third round picks and, and later. Mm-hmm. So your team's still David Montgomery's in the <laughs> third and fourth round. <laughs> Marvin Jones's. Exactly. <laughs> you drafted Saquon and Nick Chubb. <laughs> you got Marvin Jones. You got Marvin Jones you. and David Montgomery as your first and second rounder. God. But we are here talking about running banks, and it's fitting that we're talking about RB1s and RB2s because our first conversation is, where is the running back one and running back two cutoff? And I'm going to ask you first, Ryan, because I also have an answer as well, but I'm curious. What are your thoughts? I, mean, I, I think for this year, we don't have that many top tier running backs anymore. There are mm-hmm. too many duos this year and split carries for you to comfortably draft these guys and expect top end performance. Um, this doesn't mean that you can wait to draft them. You still have to draft them in rounds one and two and three, mm-hmm. but you just kind of have to be realistic with your expectations again, I feel. Similar to like the Aaron Rodgers thing we talked about. I so keep going. Sorry, keep going. No, go go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I cannot agree with you more. Um, mm-hmm. it's very hard, very very hard when you get past what I call the elite RB ones because I feel like RB ones come in two two tiers. You have the elite RB ones, the Christian McCaffrey's, the Dalvin Cooks, the Alvin Kamara's, the Derrick Henry's, the Saquon Barkley's. Then you have RB ones that worry me a little bit. The first ones you can sleep, you sleep well. You know, you wake up the next day, you're like, okay, I forgot. You know, I have Christian McCaffrey, I'm good. Then you. you have other RB ones. You have Nick Chubb, splits carries with Kareem Hunt. Can he stay healthy? Who knows? Austin Eckler, a name that you know you like, but you don't you don't brag to your coworkers that I have Austin Eckler as my RB one. Exactly. And you have Jonathan Taylor, again splitting carries with Marlon Mack, and you don't you, you're not proud saying he's your RB one. But the thing is, it's like you're, you're stuck in this little limbo because the thing is you draft these guys and you can't claim that they're not RB1 because everyone else around you will be like, you have an RB1. But the thing is, yeah, but I can't sleep at night. Exactly. Exactly. And this isn't even the list, in my opinion, of running back twos that, that I think are running back twos that people think are running back ones. Exactly. And this is where I think the cutoff is. I have four names for you. Who in, in, people- in RB1 who people could consider as RB1s that I would not have as an RB1. Oh, okay, okay. So we're doing this list first, and then we're going to do your RB1s and then your RB2s, or like our RB1s and RB2s? Or? You can do your RB1s and RB2s. Oh, we're doing that first? Yeah. Okay. So RB1s. Uh, number one, Christian McCaffrey. Okay. You agree? Yes. 
Yes. So he's back. The league feels different when CMC is not playing. It was weird last year, but he's back. And you should, shouldn't hesitate to draft him number one overall, in my opinion. Yeah. Number two, Dalvin Cook. I agree with you. Yes. Yes. You, you hesitate a little bit. Why did you hesitate? I, I'm looking at Alvin Kamara. And I'm like, I love Alvin Kamara. I got him a little low, but all right. So Dalvin Cook, he's never hyped up enough. I feel like he's a guy that always gets forgotten, but he never disappoints. Got it. Number three, Derrick Henry. I'm moving Derrick Henry up. Spot decision right now. Yeah. I got have Kamara <laughs> at three. I'm moving him. I'm moving okay, him. Okay. Okay. No need to explain anything here. King Henry is the king for a reason. Mm-hmm. Number four, I think this is where we start disagreeing. Because how many running backs do you have in RB1? I technically have seven. Oh, she only have four. All right, so my fourth one is Saquon Barkley. Fair. He's back. I put full trust in him because I don't fully trust Daniel Jones. The reasoning is Daniel Jones is literally the Eli Manning of this era. Uh, he is not bad to the point where you have to move on from him, but he's also not good enough to get you the playoffs every single year. Mm-hmm. And that's all Saquon Barkley needs because he will get his carries like in this situation and he will recover from his injury. Blue skies ahead for New York. Very? And that, and those are my four RB ones. I have Alvin Kamara up just okay. a bit as my number four. And the All reason right. behind that is he puts up good numbers every single year. He's he a dual threat running back. You know, he loves to catch the ball. He obviously runs with authority. He can stay healthy as well. Mm-hmm. If you've seen his off-season like, workouts, they amaze me every single time. Yes. So people are worried about Alvin Kamara because... Drew Brees is leaving. So they don't know where the offense is going to go. Yes. That's my worry as well. But was Drew Brees really that good last year? No, but I think he understands the game better than Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. So what if they don't focus the game around Drew Brees, but they focus it more on a run-heavy offense with Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray? I think that could work. That's what I'm thinking. So if they don't trust Jameis, that's totally fine. They could trust Alvin Kamara. Yeah, but if you can't, if you don't trust James Wilson to throw downfield, how many times can you throw to Kamara and hand the ball off to him before the defense just stacks the box? Could that same argument be made with Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones? I think, but the thing is, I think with the Giants, they trust Daniel Jones. So they're going to give him the opportunity to throw, meaning that the defense kind of has like, yeah, like you're going to see Daniel Jones throw. You're not going to be that scared, but you know, you can't send like seven to nine guys in the box, you know? Okay, fair. Yeah. I feel like the Saints will still be able to move the ball. Okay. And that's why I have Matt for it, but that's it. And so, so do you think James Winston's going to start or Taysom Hill in your analysis of Alvin Kamara? I think Taysom Hill's going to start week one. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. I'm thinking James Winston. Okay. All right. Who's your number five? So this is when I have Saquon Barkley at five. Ezekiel okay. Elliott at six and Aaron Jones at seven. Oh, okay. So those okay. are all elite RB ones, in my opinion, who you can sleep happy with. Okay. Okay. So I only had four in that list where you can sleep happy with. Okay. Uh, my running back two list starts with Jonathan Taylor. Okay. So he's basically number five. Uh, this guy caught me by surprise last year. I did not expect him to be that good. Because, I mean, people are still drafting Marlon Mack and picking up Naheem Hines in the just in case, like, Jonathan Taylor wasn't going to be it, you know? So I think if the Colts increase his role in the passing game this year, Jonathan Taylor is a name to remember. 
for years to come. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right after that, I have Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to blame his lack of production last season on Dak's injury. They really didn't have a competitive quarterback to play for them. So they became really one dimensional. And I personally like Ben DiNucci, you know, DiNucci, but he was too raw <laughs> to do something for the Cowboys. I think he, he was just was not ready. So Zeke will return to his original fantasy form, scoring like 250 points per season for you. His second year in the league and his last year was all like, was just like an outlier, was not representative of who he is. I agree. Yeah. Uh, after that, I have Alvin Kamara. Oh, wow. You dropped him off a little bit, but yeah, keep going. I dropped him off because of the whole like QB situation. I had no clue mm-hmm. where that was. And to finish off the list, I had Nick Chubb and then Aaron Jones. Nick mm-hmm. Chubb is like a mid end to low end RB, uh, two for me because of Kareem Hunt. Cause we kind of know what they both can do. And we've seen them both score 10 plus games or 10 plus points per game each. And sometimes it just stays at 10 points for each of them. Mm-hmm. So eh, that's why I kind of have him a little lower. And Aaron Jones, I mean, I won't be upset drafting him, but I'd be a little uneasy. Can't sleep. You know, you're not going to brag about having Aaron Jones because I think like in the offseason, they, they, they tried looking for or no, they didn't look for anybody else. But they have like uh, A.J. Dillon, even though they gave up Jamal Williams. So I'm kind of worried. Mm-hmm. Packers are past happy. Got it. Yeah. Um, I think our rankings are just a bit, well, I guess in terms of like what we consider an RB1 and RB2, mm-hmm. just because for RB1s, I kind of like, okay, maybe like 10 to 12 RB1s and then RB2s are like, I don't know, it's just, that's just kind of how I saw it. Oh, because- I saw it as like tier lists, like tier one mm-hmm. RBs, tier two RBs. Got it. I, yeah, I, think, I, think we, I think we broke them off differently, which is okay yeah. because again, everyone's draft philosophy is different. Because mm-hmm. my RB twos, I included players that people thought were RB ones that you can draft. It's like your your number one running back that I don't like. One of them is Cam Akers. Mm, I see. I see what you mean now. So these are like your fake RB ones. These are, yeah, 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 ah, yeah. I see. I see. Okay, so fake Cam RB1. Akers. Okay, Cam Akers. Why, why don't you believe in him? Okay. <laughs> why do I believe? Here comes the sigh. In Cam Akers, and I have him as an overhyped running back this year. The reason why, actually, you know what? I'm going to save it for later. I'm going to save it for later portion. I just think he's being very overhyped in a small sample size. That's pretty much all I have. They finally trust him. The Rams finally trusted him last season, and he showed just like how uh, the Ravens trusted J.K. Dobbins, and then he Mm -hmm. showed up. Mm -hmm. But is is it really RB1 value? when he doesn't catch the ball very often. You're right. I don't think he's RB1. That's my concern. Um, Antonio Gibson's up here as well. Yes, I don't like him. If he's my RB1, I'm concerned. If he's my RB2, I'm happy. Exactly. I think if Antonio Gibson is your RB1, you may as well just give up and save some time in that league. You better have Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey on your team. Yeah, you you better have like some top tier players at other positions or something. Now you better have a good stack and justify mm-hmm. it. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, um, I also have Najee Harris and Joe Mixon here. Najee Harris, let, let me guess. Is it because of that O-line? It's just because he's a rookie. I'm I'm kind of concerned. Oh, you like I like him as an RB okay. too. Okay. All right. And same with Joe Mixon. I'm just concerned. 
he hasn't been able to stay healthy. True, true. I'll give you that. But yeah, yeah. That, that's I feel like Joe Mixon is that classic running back that everyone drafts as an RB one. Yeah, because because mm-hmm. it, but because it, it's like the tail end of RB one. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I got value. I got value in Joe. Or it's kind of like, oh, 10 teams ahead of me took running backs. I guess I have to go pick a running back too and (laughs) dip your hands into a pile of poop and then you get Joe Mixon. No no offense to Joe Mixon. I'm just saying the the value, you know. Yeah. He's a good player though. Exactly. Yeah. Did you have any other um, comments for RB1s and RB2s? Nope. We can move on to the Jonathan Taylor and David Montgomery debate. Yes. So I I will kind of preface this. So. I know you like David Montgomery. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. no, no, I don't. No, I don't. Okay, good. And so, thank you, thank so you. <laughs> I will, I will maybe convince you on why like people him? are so high on David Montgomery. Oh, okay, okay. People are like, okay, Tariq Cohen's coming back. Yes. So now he he will have to split the work. David yes. Montgomery, Tariq Cohen. With Jonathan Taylor, there's Marlon Mack and Naeem Hines. Not a threat. Marlon Mack was the starting <laughs> running back before he, he was. got hurt. Yes. Do the roles swap? Yes. But could you argue that Marlon Mack is not the 1B running back? Jonathan Taylor has fumbling issues. Marlon he Mack. does, but he is the bell cow. Naeem Hines is the pass-catching running back, though. But they could increase Jonathan Taylor's passing role, or the, his passing role, or... You say they could. His, his role in the passing game. His role in the passing game. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Going to circle back to David Montgomery. People argue that he had a very easy schedule mm-hmm. near the end. Yes. Jonathan Taylor did as well. Mm-hmm. So, why is Jonathan Taylor and David Montgomery being drafted like 15 spots away from each other in terms of RB rankings? I think it's because of lack of knowledge. Because I think David Montgomery has been in the league, what, one year longer than Jonathan Taylor? So you have one extra year to prove himself. I know he's in a bad situation, but, I mean, someone's going to whisper in your ear and tell you to draft David Montgomery because he finished as a fourth running back last year. (laughs) Now, if you don't watch our podcast, you'll take the bait because who wouldn't draft a guy that finished, you know, fourth, right? Mm -hmm. But if you watch us, you would know better and let someone else in your league draft him and make it their problem and not yours because the talent is there for Montgomery it's just I don't get why the numbers aren't there to back up his talent and it might it might not be his problem it might be like you know Matt Nagy's problem or somebody else's problem but it's just because I mean like you said earlier he his he ranked RB4 because of his late season surge like in his final six games he had 800 plus yards and eight TDs in six games to end off the season his final six games. So it's kind of like, I feel like, so if you don't really take a look at the game logs and how much he scores and stuff, you're going to just take the Bay and just take David Montgomery. Cause you're going to think he did that evenly over the course of the season when he just had a late season surge. Exactly. But can that carry over like Cam Akers? Ah, uh, no. Okay. And then you're saying no, right? I, I, I don't think it can carry over. That's why I don't think that you should pick up David Montgomery. I think if you can get David Montgomery at a bargain price. Which is what round? Six. 
round six I can live with, but he's definitely not going to be there at round six, I feel. Yeah. I he's definitely going to go round four, maybe. Round four. Four to five, yeah. Push it to five, maybe. Yeah, all right. Would you be mad if he was your flex? Mm-mm. Exactly. If he's your flex, you're fine. But the thing is, if we're talking RB1 or RB... See, RB1, if you have David Montgomery at RB1, I think you should just quit. Just... If you have David Montgomery <laughs> at RB2, that's when you'll have some sleeping issues at night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You shouldn't quit just yet. But you might have sleeping issues. Yes. So, again, and that's kind of why I feel like people being very low on David Montgomery is reasonable. And that's why... I should also be like, hey, if you're super high on, on Jonathan Taylor, you kind of have to be high on Dave Montgomery. Like, you can't just say yes and no to both of them. So my question to you is that, are you high on Jonathan Taylor? No, he's a running back that – he's an RB1 that worries me, and I would be more comfortable as an RB2. And then Dave Mon- Montgomery, you would rather have him as a flex or RB2 yes, as exactly. well? Oh, okay, okay. So Perfect. Dave Montgomery is one step lower. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Exactly. Right. So, so- – that was pretty much it for that. Um, yep. I don't know if you got the running back limbo list. Limbo, yes, the RB duos that are worth drafting. No, there was. I added something. You? What did you? No, I, I, I did not get it. What did you add? Perfect, because we'll just do. We'll do this on the spot then, okay? Oh god. So for the RB limbo, I have a list of players for you, Ryan. Okay. My question is, where do you draft them? Like round. How comfortable are you drafting these players? And do you really want to draft these players? Okay. So I'm going to start off with the first name, J.K. Dobbins. Comfortable drafting him. Okay. Rounds five to six. Okay. RB2? Oh, God. RB2 with a little bit sleeping issues, preferably in the slot, in, in the flex. How about you? Five or six. I wouldn't be mad drafting him. I'd be comfortable <laughs> as an RB2 with flex. Good job. Yes, yes, yes. Next one. All right, next one. Cam Akers. Oh, God. I probably would not draft this guy. Okay. Because there's Daryl Henderson there, mm-hmm. and uh, Sean McVay does some, you know, some trickery stuff that I don't mm-hmm. like some voodoo shit oh sorry voodoo crap that happens over there you know I, I, you don't know what his game plan is and he starts one running back one week another one the next week it's like it's too tough i just don't touch this guy for me he kind of falls in that same boat as jk dobbins and this is why oh. i'm saying this okay okay five or six rb2 i'm gonna have some sleeping problems comfortable more as a flex if i if i lose to cam Akers. I'm not going to cry about it. You know what I'm saying? If someone yeah, else drafts yeah. him and they beat, they beat me with him, fine. I'm not so gonna you're, so you're going to be okay drafting Cam Akers around five to six, knowing that it's gonna play, he's going to play your defense twice a year. Yep. It happens. And, that, and you think he's going he's gonna to run all over your defense? No, I think he's going to run over the, the other teams. <laughs> Got it. So he'll, he'll have a guaranteed two bad weeks. Exactly. When you I'll draft mention him. those weeks. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. Miles Sanders. No, no, no. Just just straight no. What do you have to say? <laughs> Low end RB2. I don't want to touch him. See, I agree with the I don't want to touch him part, but I would rather have him in the flex and I'll give me a little bit trouble sleeping at night, but I'll keep him in the flex. He is not touching 
an actual RB spot on the <laughs> roster unless he proves that he can do better. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not saying he can't do better. It's just from what we have seen, you're you're playing with fire by throwing him in at RB2 for your team. For me, though, the number one reason, it's a small problem, it's Boston Scott. Small man, isn't Boston Scott like 5'5 five, five or 5'6? Five, it's 5'6. Five, ah, he's even shorter than us. He's 200 pounds, though. Oh, <laughs> so, sorry, <laughs> I can be shorter than you, Boston Scott. If you want, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Scary man, that's the only yeah. reason why I'm low on Miles Sanders, and also just because he did not look like a very good running back last year. Okay. So, I would draft okay. him um, a couple rounds later than J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers. Um, have him as again, I, I agree with you. Low end RB2, they kind of fall in the same category, but as a flex, eh, maybe I'll have other flex options. It depends on um, who he's playing that week. For yeah, me. as a flex, Miles Sanders is not bad of an option. Yeah, exactly. Moving on, we have Chris Carson. I like you, I like I, Chris Carson. You know, I like Chris Carson. I drafted him. You always draft Chris Carson. Yeah, I like Chris Carson because yeah. no matter how much. Or how injury prone he is or anything. The Seahawks love to run the ball. And they only have Rashad Penny or Chris Carson next year. So it's kind of like, I think they're going to roll with Chris Carson. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think I would draft him. I don't think you can get him in rounds five or six. It's probably going to be more of a four to five thing. Mm Because I'm sure there's a lot of people on the Chris Carson train. But yeah, I I draft him somewhere there. Four to six. Four to six. Chris Carson is that RB2 that you draft because you went wide receiver. And in a, in, in, yes. in a round, in a round when everyone goes wide receiver, you have to yeah. go running back. You draft yes. Chris Carson. Exactly. It's because you drafted a wide receiver earlier because you're like, there's no running backs of value here. Yeah. So you, you dip your hands, you get a good wide receiver. And then you, on the, on the end around or the turnaround, you're like, oh, wait, I, I, I have to deal with Chris Carson now as yeah. my RB2. Yeah, you you take a wide receiver hoping you start the wide receiver train and people still go running back and you're like, oh yeah. man, I made a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. That's when you start a panic low-key. Yeah, you start to panic and then you get, get Chris Carson. You start No, start but it's not bad because the thing is when you panic like that and Chris Carson is still on the board when you draft, you thank God. Oh, you're yeah. happy that you can draft Chris Carson <laughs> and it wasn't J.K. Dobbins. You pumped the brakes before you could crash. Exactly. You could have gone Miles Sanders. Exactly. So good for you. I agree with you, though. Chris Carson, probably in that four to five range, a player that you should get if you focus, if you draft more of like a wide receiver heavy team. But outside of that, I don't know if I'll have him in many rosters, me personally, but he's a good player and people sleep on him. For me, RB2 with a little bit of sleeping issues. That's it. Yeah. David Montgomery. We kind of talked about, but it's okay. No, I I probably would not draft this guy Mm -hmm. based on what I said earlier. it's a little too risky for me. I had him last year. I had to deal with him putting up like not that many points for the first, like, I don't know, 10 games of the season. Mm-hmm. And then finally he carried my team to win, but it was like, I feel like that was more luck than me skill or me having skill and drafting him. Got it. Got it. So this is actually a new name that I'm going to add right now, because I think you added him on your team. I want to know what your, what your thought process is. Did I? It's the oh, opposite of David Montgomery. Oh, it's Mike Davis. Oh, oh yeah, Mike Davis. Yes, he is on the the Falcons now. On the Falcons, <laughs> he is a dual threat running back. He is a dual threat running back. I kind of bashed on him a little bit, I think, in a in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. 
but I, I, I would draft him because he wasn't bad of an option for uh, to, to replace Christian McCaffrey last year. Uh, in terms of comfortability, I would pick him six to seven or six to eight. I would feel comfortable picking him, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I don't know if he can last that long. He he's like a Chris Carson, but a rounder Ex- two later. <laughs> exactly, exactly. He's a Chris Carson, but a rounder two later. On a wide receiver heavy team, I would draft Mike Davis. If not, don't draft Mike Davis. That's fine. Exactly, exactly. Okay, last you, won't, you won't be missing out on much. You won't be missing out much. I like that. Yeah. Last two names. Miles Gaskins. He's the Dolphins player, mm-hmm. right? Dolphins lead back. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know too much about him. I did not bite on him. I I know another team had Miles Gaskins last year. He did not do that great from what I remember. I probably wouldn't draft him just because I'm unfamiliar with him. But I this could be totally wrong. There's like a personal decision. Personal decision. I don't, I'm like in the same range as you though, Ryan. Like He's good, but he's like that name that like you don't want to brag about. Like, oh, I got Miles Gaskins as my RB two. Like your sneaky pick. It's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, a little, I'm a little suspect on that. Yeah, just stay quiet. Yeah, I'd, I'd stay quiet. He's like an RB two flex option. Again, okay. if he pops, he pops. But I don't really expect him to go off that, that, that hard. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe you don't remember it, Ryan, but he was that running back that made that really big play against the Raiders on that screen pass. Oh, I remember. Yeah, that, that was Miles Gaskins. But but that that wasn't the play that hurt me the most. It was the do you remember the, the last play of the game? Or the second to last play of the game? The Fitzpatrick. Th- yeah, yeah. Oh, God damn it. Last player, Travis Etienne. Oh, you yes, draft this guy, dude. Easy. Easy. <laughs> you know why? Because I have him in another section that I'll talk about later. Um yeah, I'll, I'll draft this guy somewhere. Pro- I would honestly take a gamble and draft him four to six. Rounds four to six. Because so your RB2 or your flex or what? As an RB2, I would have sleeping issues. And it would be a, the sleeping issues would probably be a little like more. I would be really comfortable with him in the flex, though. No sleeping issues at all when he's in the flex. Fair. So depending on how the board plays out, if you draft him f- at four or five, you're probably looking at him being your RB2. If you get him in the later rounds, you can get him as your flex. I'm happy with him as my flex. I would be happy to have him on my team. Oh. I would want him as a flex. If not, it's okay. Okay. So, so we're kind of in the same boat. We're in the same range. Yeah, we're in the same boat. But yeah, thank you for okay. playing running back limbo. We'll bring it back next week. Limbo. With That's wide receivers team. limbo. Yeah. We'll bring it back. We'll bring it back. But yeah, that was pretty much all I had. Do you want to talk about the next section? RB duos that are worth drafting. Will you draft Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon? I want Aaron Jones. But you don't want AJ Dillon. I don't think you need. You do need AJ Dillon, but people are going to. No, you don't. You don't. You don't. You don't need him. You don't. You don't need AJ Dillon. Trust me, man. What if Aaron Jones gets hurt? Well, if he gets hurt, then like, what if Christian McCaffrey gets hurt? You know, so I mean, if we're playing the the injury scare game, then it's kind of like it changes your whole perspective on who who you're gonna pick. Yeah. So that's why, but but I do agree with you that it's kind of like the situation's different in the sense that like with Christian McCaffrey, no one drafts Mike Davis his backup. You kind of just get lucky and pick up the backup on the waiver wire. But in this case, you probably won't have the chance to pick up AJ Dillon on the waiver wire. 
if Aaron Jones gets hurt because someone else already stashed him on a roster. Fair, fair. But what if AJ Dillon's good? Is he going to just like outdo Aaron Jones and take the job from him? No, but what if he just emerges as a as a good like one B running back? So they're going to do split carries. Mm-hmm. I think that could be uh, that that could happen, but again, Green Bay's they're they're too pass happy, man. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to be enough ball to go around. True. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Now for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, this How one could pay off because. Yes, yes, because we see both these players put up 10-plus points each in a single game, like I said earlier, so I'm more comfortable with this duo. Mm, that's fair. That is fair. And the, um, and the Browns are, I I believe they're pretty run-heavy. They are. I mean, they, they have a lot of good weapons, like OBJ's coming back, Jarvis Landry, but they still run the ball quite a lot. That's fair. I agree with you. Run-first run offense, um, we have proof that Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb can work together in harmony. In harmony, to help, yes. To help your yes. fantasy football team. I have one more duo for you. Okay. Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. What would you? My question to you is, would you draft? Would I draft both? No. Would I want a share in Josh Jacobs? Yes. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Moving on then. Any rookie running backs that are worth drafting, in your opinion? Worth Drafting. Yes. I have three. You have three? Yes. Okay. I, I I don't think I thought that far out, so I only have one. And you probably know who it is, Travis Etienne, because I talked him up earlier. But yeah. That's a good I I do like Travis Etienne. Mm-hmm. High inflex play for me. From my other two running backs, I have Najee Harris. Okay. And I have again a, a little sneaky pick. The guy in the Broncos, right? Javante Williams. Yes, yes. That's a good sneaky. pick. I Very think if you pick. get him in the later rounds, like 11 or 12, and mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon gets hurt. No, Javante I think Williams he might even good. beat out Melvin Gordon. Exactly. I think exactly. it's possible. They and just Melvin, need to trust him. And Melvin Gordon's issues that he had last year come up back in like November. I think Whoa. I remember he had like legal issues. I think he had like Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wait, what do you mean it comes back up in November? I think they like finally get to like, oh, oh, oh like, like go to like it up court again. For oh. it. All right, all right. Oh. Javante Williams, everybody. Who knows? Who knows? But Javante Williams, again, you draft him in like the 11th or 12th round and you get a flex play. Hmm, that's pretty good for me. You could even get an RB2 if Melvin Gordon goes down. That's what I'm saying. That's what all right. I'm saying. Yeah. Um, now, the last two questions I have for you, Ryan for the end of this episode in your opinion who is a running back that is overhyped this upcoming fantasy football year deandre swift who wow i don't like do you remember week one what happened in enzo remind me do not like (laughs) you do not like don't like it you know but uh, that's not the reason why i think he's overhyped i he he was going to be a star in his second year that's why everyone said and I think he definitely can become a star if the Lions didn't sign Jamal Williams. Uh, why sign a guy in Jamal Williams that who can start on another roster when you already have DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Swift? It's kind of like they must know something about Swift that we don't. Because if you believe that much or you believe in Swift that much, why are you looking elsewhere? Why are you like trying out or letting uh, Todd Gurley 
try out for your team if you don't trust swift you know you know you actually sparked something in me into like thinking about deandre swift what if deandre swift was a matt patricia player ah so as in like so he's basically not good <laughs> Matt Patricia liked him, so they got him, and yeah. then now it's kind of like new people come in and like, who's this you guy? You gotta. We want oh our god. Player. That's but what what's wrong with DeAndre Swift? Maybe there's nothing completely wrong with DeAndre Swift. Maybe it's just a different scheme fit. That's why they want a bigger back in like Jamal Williams. Maybe they want like that bruiser. How big is DeAndre Swift? No clue. But I don't see him as a tackle breaker. Is he? He's supposed to be a tackle breaker. I, I, I just know he's probably small and swift. Like, no pun intended. Small like, I actually, he, yeah, he's actually 5'9. He's 5'9. Yeah, he's supposed to be more elusive, right? 5'9. Five, 5'9. Nine. Five, nine. What is his 40 time? 448. Okay. Yeah. Or a 5'9. Okay, it's not bad. He's quick. He's just quick with it. And Jamal Williams is, God, I forget. Yeah, we look up he's six feet tall, so he's three inches bigger. Three inches taller, I mean. Mm-hmm. So he's got the size. And but he's lighter. Jamal Williams is lighter than DeAndre Swift. Maybe he's more of like a Latavius Murray. Maybe. But yeah, but for me, it, it's Cam Akers in terms of an overhyped. Man, you're just dogging on Cam Akers this whole episode, dude. Okay. But here's the reasoning. <laughs> yes, he is the lead back in this offense. But the problem is there are too many mouths to feed in this offense now. Who do they have? They have Daryl Henderson. They have Daryl Henderson in terms of running backs. So, but do you think they're not going to be pass heavy when you have Deshaun Jackson? Ah, that shouldn't have been the first name. When you have <laughs> yeah. um, Cooper Cup, Robert, Robert Woods. Woods, Tyler Higby, Tyler Higby, Van I, Jefferson from last year. Yeah, I think they drafted a wide receiver too. Mm hmm. Deshaun Jackson. You have Matthew Stafford throwing the ball. Okay, okay. You know, how do you feel about Matthew Stafford? I think he is a top 15 quarterback. All right, fair enough. Not be the reason why you lose games. Jimmy Garoppolo is the reason why you lose games. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. I like him at top 15 because I I think once Stafford went to the Rams, I don't know why, but everyone praised the move. Like they, they looked at Stafford like uh, as if he was like a, if he's a god or something. Football. Well, he is pretty good. He's pretty good, but I mean, he honestly he plays like Derek Carr to me. So it's like, how come Derek Carr doesn't get the recognition, but Stafford gets the recognition? That's the argument I have for you. I think it's because they are viewed in this as a player stuck in a very bad organization. So. So you're basically telling me if Derek Carr leaves, this man's going to be like hyped up. If Derek Carr went to the Washington football team, you don't think they're not going to hype up Derek Carr. You're right. When they you are right. You are right. Dwayne Haskins to Ryan Fitzpatrick to Derek Carr. Derek Carr. You're right. Yeah. You know, the, that team will go somewhere. Yeah. But okay. which is funny because I'm going to transition to the last question. Last topic. Here, okay. Which is name an RB2 that you think can end the year as an RB1? For me, it was Zeke, because I put Zeke on my RB2 list, Mm -hmm. because we kind of had like different lists. Mm -hmm. And it was for the reason I said earlier, I don't think it was his fault last year. 
I think like, it was just like a one-dimensional offense. It'll be two-dimensional again. Zeke will be that RB1. Nice. I have someone else in that division. I have Antonio Gibson. Didn't you just say you didn't like him earlier? I said as an RB2, I might ah, I'll okay. sleep through those nightmares. <laughs> okay. So tell me, listen. tell me why you're so high on Antonio Gibson. Okay. He was injured for some of last season and he yes. still put up top 15 numbers, which was really good. Who was this quarterback? Who who freaking knows? Exactly. Taylor Heineke. Heineke. Taylor Heineke. Alex Smith with one leg. Twin Haskins. Yes, yes. With half a brain. It's okay. It happens. Whoa. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Come on, dude. I don't think he was there. I don't. Anyways, the offense low key revolves around him. You yeah, don't, here. but you don't believe in Ryan Fitzpatrick. I do. I do. Okay. I believe that they're going to throw Antonio Gibson the ball more, though. Okay. I agree. Outside of Terry McLaurin. I mean, yeah, you have Logan Thomas. He wasn't bad. He wasn't bad, but you don't you don't write home about him. Okay. Next okay. up is Antonio Gibson. There's an improvement at quarterback. Again, Ryan Fitzpatrick is not the best quarterback ever, but he's better. Yeah. They're going to move the ball more. If they're up I big, agree. what are they going to do? They're going to run the ball. J.D. McKissick is there. He's the pass-catching back, sure. But Antonio oh, no. Gibson yeah. was drafted as the pass-catching back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So and he's a good good runner. He's a two dimensional runner. I would not be surprised because this team will be pretty successful. I mean, also you look at their division. They play the Eagles and the Cowboys twice a year. That is true. He 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 does not have a lot of competition in his own division. Exactly, and that's why I feel like Antonio Gibson might be a decent steal in this draft coming up. I like that. All right, is that all you have to say? That's all I have to say. That is also all I have to say. So to everyone that has made it this far, thank you for listening. May the football gods bless your team with more wins this year. We'll catch you guys again in next week's episode when we cover fantasy wide receivers. And we'll discuss if there are any of them that are worth drafting before a running back. And that's the T. And that's the T. Take care, y'all. Bye.